0: Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McGinnis. I am here with Janet. On this podcast, we talk about senior care topics, which we hope to educate and give you information on them. And today we were talking about how your next meal can help fight depression and stress and basically the link between food and your well-being. So, Janet, this article you found, it's kind of your you were searching the interwebs for different things, and you saw this, you were interested in it, so give us an overview of what we're talking about. Yeah, this
0: the idea is that, you know, they say you are what you eat, and Lord knows that's true in my case every time I see potato chips, but... um, the, the issue here is a matter of um, food and how it affects moods and depression. And I think everyone um, has heard about the issues of depression in the elderly. We hear about depression in, in everyone. We've, You know, all on the news we've heard about people that have become, how suicide rates have gone up. And suicide rates are also um, fairly high in elderly people, too, and they don't quite get the same coverage as say a famous person but the idea of um you are what you eat i was reading a study and the study was actually done in i forget where um it's a place called the the Deacon University Food and Mood Center. So obviously, that's what they focus on. They
1: like food and moods. They like
0: food and moods, and you they. You think
1: they named it because it rhymed? Do you think that's why they wanted that? Catch you it's one. got a catchy yeah. one. Yeah, we like
0: catchy names. All right. Um, and and the thing is that we all know that uh, sugar and salt and all these things aren't good for your health. But and we also know that when you are depressed or down, you tend to go for comfort food. You know, uh, you read the phrase about the person that goes to the fridge in the middle of the night for chunky monkey ice cream or whatever that is. I must say I've never had chunky monkey, but it must be pretty good. must be. But the idea that within all these processed foods that we're now eating, they are finding a correlation between how that affects your moods. And when you look at the elderly population, which is the majority of what we do... We talk about the ease of meal prep and people that just want something that they can put in the microwave and a lot of those are the pre-processed foods. And in this study they they took a bunch of people that were being treated for clinical depression and one group of them ate uh, a healthier diet and the other one continued to eat whatever and they had their ice cream and whatever. And it wasn't about their weight that they were studying or anything, but just their moods on a clinical scale that they could measure. And they found that within a few months, um, the people that had just eaten fewer processed foods, their um, depression scale changed dramatically. In fact, some people no longer met the scale for clinical depression. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it was food for thought because those are the, the very foods that we, um, we tend to purchase for people for ease.
1: Ease of use. You know,
0: I mean, I know we do it from time to time, but we also have a generation where we're used to fast foods or whatever. The generation before us, everything was from scratch. Even cookies, you know, you made the Toll House cookies. You didn't buy the box of cookies, and they didn't have those trans fats and and GMOs and all this other stuff in there. And they're looking at the the correlation of um, depression.
1: Yeah, I think I mean I think it's it's fairly um, clear now at this point in time that you know the quality of the food that you put into your body um, is important, and I think that. You know, there is a, a huge amount of difference between going out and let's say you're a hunter and going out into Colorado and hunting a fresh elk or two or three or whatever. You fill your your fridge with with good quality, naturally created meat mm-hmm. versus going to a fast food joint where maybe, you know, pound for pound you're getting the same amount of protein and you're getting the same amount of food. But there's definitely a difference in the amount of preservatives and the amount of chemicals that are put into something that, um, you know, there's got to be a difference between going to New York City or going to Boston where we're located, whatever foodie area that you like going to, and getting a $35 cheeseburger that's made with high-end beef and well-made cheese Yeah, with with homemade bread um, versus going to, Wendy's, which if there's a fast food place that I wish became healthy, like imagine a, a magical uh, uh, a wish, and I said, "Well, eating a double cheeseburger from Wendy's is good for you." Now it would be something <laughs> like go. that because I think they're the best. <laughs> mean,
0: Burger King charcoal All right, so you're Burger King,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, but there, there's just no way that you're going to convince me that they're the same things. Like you're you're dealing with you know hormone pumped meats that are made on a, 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 a farm that. You know, isn't as as um, as organic as somewhere else. Now, I lived down in Boulder for a number of years, and Boulder is about as as, as uh, granola as you're going to be getting. Maybe maybe Berkeley might be like a little <laughs> bit higher. Um, and Boulder's a beautiful spot, and Boulder's great. And one day, I decided to walk down to the farmers' market, and I said, "I'm going to spend. I'm going to. I'm going to buy what I eat normally, but I'm going to all buy it at the farmers' market." So, you know, you go to these farmer's markets and what you're used to paying in a stop and chop or a, or a Wegmans for a, a thing of uh, celery, yeah. uh, a, a bushel of celery, a stalk of celery, whatever it is, 99 cents maybe, maybe if it's not on sale, it's $1.50, $5 at a, at a farmer's market. And, you know, oh my gosh, right? Five dollars for celery, you know, and then finally you get to the meat. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm a big guy. I'm six foot six. Uh, I work out. I need to eat a lot of meat. And you know, a steak at Wegmans or whatever is what maybe five bucks a pop. Maybe if you get a really good one, is eight dollars a pop. I don't know what I can't remember, but whatever it is, and. You know, you're talking for one single steak, grass-fed out in the beautiful prairies of Boulder County or whatever, wherever it was, $20 a steak, yeah. you know, $25 a steak. If you want to get, you know, five steaks, it'll be $100, The bulk discount of, you know, whatever it is. And it made it clear that, like, this is, you know, this is really good meat. It's really great, but it is extraordinarily expensive. Um, it's even made me, you know, with the amount, you know, there might be vegetarians out there, which, you know, You know, that maybe not loving hearing about meat, but like there are now meat sharing companies where you can like you and me and Janet, Janet and I, let's be correct, and and whoever can literally share a cow. And when that cow is 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 slaughtered, then they we each get a third of that cow that we can bring home and put it into a a freezer, and then you're getting that good high quality meat and maybe a lower discount than buying it one off, you're buying in bulk, but those types of, those types of things. So I think the way that your, your body reacts to food is, is, is completely, um, is completely, there's a correlation between what you put in your mouth and how your body reacts in the short term and the body reacts in the long term of things. It's just.
0: Yeah. And food is, is a social thing. And, you know, when, when our parents would go somewhere, you go out today, you might bring a dish. You might bring a pie. Well, that pie was made from scratch. The pie didn't come out of the freezer at the supermarket. And so even the very same items have been modified. Yeah. And as a result, you know, it it makes it tough. So, um, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, when someone is at, say, an assisted living or things like that. They have chefs that they they look at certain things and they buy certain products, so it's not as much of an issue. But you get someone that's living at home, and to your point, the cost—if they're even if they're able to cook and all—the the cost can really be kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the grocery. I just saw a, a commercial on TV for Sargento's cheese, and so they they make the cheese in the plastic packs, but they're they're individually sliced, but they're high quality cheese so that you can the conveniences you can just pull out a piece of cheese slap it on a cheeseburger your sandwich and you're getting high quality cheese and they were saying don't buy the craft singles or the singles that are individually wrapped you know because to be called cheese in america you only need to have 51 percent be cheese and the other 49 49 percent doesn't need to be cheese you know it can be those oils and those fats that are, are made up um, and so you sit there and you go, All right, well there's your reason why you can get, you know, the knockoff craft singles for a dollar fifty or two dollars and fifty cents, while the Sargentos where you get half as much cheese is five dollars. You know what I mean? And yeah. because it's 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 the, the, the quality of it. I I just um, you know, I, I know that when you, you eat you eat better, you feel better, you probably get a better night's sleep and you're getting the nutrients that you that you need but it's easy to forget that oh it's just food it's just fuel
0: yeah you go out with friends and you have a couple drinks and you graze your way through multiple appetizers and then you feel like you're spherical trying to get back in the car to go home you know and uh it's a lot of how much of that was actually healthy absolutely once in a while doesn't hurt but you know to try and do what you can to get food that that isn't that processed. And sometimes for someone that can do some cooking, my grandmother, what she could do with a toaster oven was amazing. But um, we would buy like some chicken or whatever in bulk and freeze separate pieces. So she would take out a little chicken breast and put it in the fridge the night before. Sure. And it would thaw out. That's kind of a middle ground. Obviously, if people have other limitations, it becomes that much harder. But it was just very interesting that, you know, we talk about, what we eat and how we feel, and to wonder just what are the elder population eating, and how much of the depression that many suffer from is really because of the food that they 're having to eat, just out of convenience
1: yeah and so and and certainly, the older you get, I mean not that it's not important for somebody younger like we are to get it, but the older that you get, the more that you know your body. Um, needs those nutrients in your body. You, I can get away with with eating poorly because I'm younger and my metabolism's higher and things like that. But as you age, your metabolism slows down and the the you, the more nutrients are important. I mean, we just spoke on a previous podcast of the fear of falling mm-hmm. and how people, um, when they, they, they've fallen already, one of the reactions is not to, f- to walk around and risk falling again. Well, that turns into a vicious cycle of the less that you use your muscles, the more that they deteriorate, and yep. the more likely it is for a fall. Well, you know, also part of that program process, excuse me, is not getting the right nutrients, not getting enough protein, not enough getting enough of the essential um, daily vitamins that you need to keep um, your body running at the best rate that it can be be running at.
0: Yeah, I was uh, just having a chat with somebody yesterday about this who has a family member who's a nutritionist and we were just shooting the breeze talking about different food and this is certainly not a slam against any of those products that are the liquid nutrients that, that people take. the um, The insurers, I'm using that as a generic term but sure. all of those kind of things and we know that they're packed with proteins and all of this but what else is in there? And I have no idea, but it might be interesting to find out what is that artificial flavor and, and all of that. And, again, as a balance, you know, there may be stuff that's not so great, but maybe there's more nutrients, so it's worth it. But it's it's an interesting thought to think of just how this is affecting older people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and it can be in anything. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's certainly... Um, important and i think that the the better that you eat the better your body f- will feel and the better your body feels the more it will help you mentally get a good night's sleep be rested get um, recover for whatever activities that you had the day before and it just works out it's a win-win all around yep excellent well thank you very much Jenna. i appreciate you bringing it up and thank you all for listening this is the caregiver's toolbox tools for everyday caregiving and we'll catch you on the next have a good day